this. Yep. So good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Know Your Role Player podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever. Uh, follow me on Instagram. The Know Your Role Player podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I will be on Google Music next week. Um, it's all based on total total plays. But again, my job is to be consistent. And you all job is to hear me, like, share, and subscribe. That's it. Today I got a guest on, a good buddy from Penn. Uh, where you from, buddy? I'm from Jersey. What's your name? Uh, Femi. What part of Jersey are you from? I'm from South Jersey, like Manahawk in New Jersey. Dude, you live like probably 15 minutes from me. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh... I'm not going to keep today's episode super long. Uh, we got some long topics, some short topics. I want to talk about three specific things. Our first topic is who is the best duo in the NBA? Our second topic is um, what was your favorite moment from last season? And who is your most, what player has, is a do or die this season? All right, so those are our three topics. So let's go back to topic one. Um, so yesterday was media day. Today, excuse me, was media day. That's when all the NBA, pitch, NBA players take pictures for their teams. And Paul George has said him and Kawhi are the best NBA duo. Now, as a player, you should believe you're the best and always instill confidence in yourself, but I don't know if I agree with that. So I'm going to say, based off of success, it's Steph Curry and Thompson, but Thompson's not playing. So would you say it's LeBron? Like, who do you think is the best duo right now? I think right now it's LeBron and AD. Okay, okay. Hands down. Is there anything specific why? AD's... Okay, so the top five, the top six NBA players came. Do you think there are six NBA players better than Steph Curry? No. That's what I said. I said, there's, there's, I don't care who it is. It can't be. Because if they were, they would have had more rings. Not rings don't equivalent to success, but winning at the end of the day is the ultimate matter. So uh, why do you think AD and KD is um, LeBron? AD and LeBron is the best duo. So I still think LeBron is the best player in the, in the NBA. Really? Down. I think he's... Uh, you I don't think, think his defense on. fell off a little bit? Okay, so his defense, his defense definitely <laughs> fell off, but but I think that's also in part like most most veteran players yeah, towards the end of their career yeah. don't play defense. It's almost like a like a rookie kind right. of got to earn your keep, play defense, and uh, so LeBron is too good to play defense. I know. It's yeah, <laughs> see, is, I, see, I don't like LeBron, and my thing is like. When you call yourself the greatest of all time, that means you could get the const- uh, most uh, criticized of all time. So when you say you're better than Jordan, Jordan played both sides till like year, till almost his last year on the Bulls till he went to the Wizards. So LeBron probably fell off about two years defensively for me, and it's not his fault. When he was on the Cavs, like he had the highest usage rate of all time. Like he's still human, even though he acts like he's not. Like eventually, you can't do everything, and the Cavs made him do everything. To me, that's why he went to L.A. He wanted to do his businesses, but he just he couldn't do everything. He needed a second star, you know. So I feel. What are you, What is your expectations for the Lakers this season? Expectations for the Lakers is uh, top two seed in the West. <laughs> wow, that's I had them seven. Uh, <laughs> I don't see it, man. So here's my problem with the Lakers: they have a lot of guys that play the same position. So to me, LeBron, you can say he's a small forward, but Kyle Kuzma to me is a power forward. Yeah. AD to me is a power forward. He doesn't want to play center. He hates the center. Um, JaVale McGee. I like JaVale McGee. He had a good season last year. I don't like Dwight Howard. I don't think he's good anymore. I think his back just went out on him. I think mentally he's just been – I just don't think he's the same player. But it's him. He's older. He's, the players that I grew up watching, I'm 27, are older, you know. So time, time's undefeated. But um, I don't know. If I had to go with the best duo, I'm going to just go off for the last five years. I got to do Stephen Clay. You know what I'm saying? Timing matters. Championships matters. And the guy who beat LeBron the most was Steph. Even though it was KD too, but, you know, the – I had a big argument yesterday with my friends on Facebook, and I hate arguing on Facebook because I got the podcast now. And he said that 
the Warriors only good because of KD. But my thing was KD only came because of Steph. Yeah, and he they were they won the most games in NBA history before KD came. So yeah, like so clearly K, uh, K, uh, Steph and yeah. Clay were doing something right before KD came. Right. Oh, I like them as a duo, especially because they complement each other. Right. Like Steph, after all the ankle surgeries, kind of struggles on defense at times. Right. And Clay Clay Thompson, a lot of times, like if they're playing uh, uh, OKC, he'll guard Westbrook. Right. If they're playing uh, Houston, he'll guard Harden. So, right. So Clay Thompson, defensively and as an off-ball player, right, scoring like sixty points on eleven dribbles. Stupid. And Steph Curry is an off-ball player. Right. It, like it's crazy how low his usage is. Uh, so yeah, so I I do agree, and they do have the the best ball movement in the in the NBA, and I think yeah. people are sleeping on the Warriors this, this upcoming year, right? season. I said too the same thing the yesterday. I, I do not expect the Warriors to win under fifty games this year. Yeah, because they much have pride, the, man. they have the they have the formula. They they have they move the ball more than any other team. So with though with that respect, but I'm also super high on Anthony Davis, and him defensively, mm-hmm. probably second best or best interior defense, easily top five. What does Anthony Davis do better than Joel Embiid? De- on defense, on to me in the paint, I think Embiid's a better paint defender. I think I Davis think, is a better pick and roll defender. I think uh, Anthony Davis is a better. Uh, I think he's a better ball handler than Embiid. Okay. I think he has. Uh, a I get a better jump shot. I give him yeah, a better range than Embiid. Post play, I'm gonna give it to Embiid. He's just a bully. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a lot. He's bigger. I think that he had the highest post scoring percentage in the league. Uh, we'll the see Sixers though. Sixers have the the least points allowed in the paint. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you a surprise years. question. I'll give you my answer first. Who do you think is the two teams that go to the finals this year? The two teams to go to the finals this year. I'm gonna say, out of the West. Don't say the Lakers, bro. Uh, no, I'm not saying the Lakers. Out of the West, I'm going to say the Clippers. Okay. And what about the East? Out of the East, so we got the Bucks, We got the Sixers. Yeah, come on. Say it. We got We got one more team. Oh, the Celtics. And they're nah, not, not going to Celtics. Okay, so it's really, it's really just Bucks, or And they lost Michael Brogdon. That's going to be gonna tough. Go with, I'm going to go with the Sixers. Mm, so... I think part of the reason I wasn't the biggest Al Horford fan, but I think part of the reason they got him was for Giannis because he guarded him last year in the playoffs. And it's like, all right, if I put Horford on Giannis, that means I can let Simmons just go score an offensively. We'll see about Simmons' jump shot. You got to do it in the game, man. Anybody, any NBA player should be able to shoot in a pickup game. If you can't, that's like a different conversation. Like, I could probably make two shots. And not, no, I'm not comparing myself to Simmons, but I don't, you got to do it in the game. And give me your game film. But, um, to me, the Sixers have the best team in the East by a landslide because I think they're going to be the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, and then that new, that Richardson guy they got. Oh, he's gonna he's be... amazing defensively. I like Reddick, but Reddick always missed, like, the three we needed. And, like, <laughs> he did, man. He, he, he's good. He would make the bad threes and then the open one. We're, like, down two, like, yo, we make this, we win the game, clink. I was like, yo, bro. So, like, Richardson to me... Uh, I think he'll be our primary defender. I think they want to take less responsibility early on. Once the playoffs start, it's different. But early on, they're going to make Richardson the primary defender for any wing. And Ben Simmons will pick up the second guy. You know, And, like, to me, like, if Ben Simmons is the one, Richardson's the two, who's the three? Uh, oh, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. That's what I'm saying. We're three. huge. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I'm worried about our speed. Cause, I'm um, worried about the, the jump shooting, too. I, I trust Tobias. I trust Richardson. Richardson shot uh, 36 38, actually, 38, on catch and shoot. So I'm fine with that. Uh, Tobias, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, but Horford, eh. Horford. 36%. I don't want Horford shooting a bunch of threes. He just has to be there for spacing. But to me, like, defensively, 
If we got Horford in the NBA, oh my gosh, you know, how are you gonna score? And the, and the only and the the most dangerous team is the Bucks with Giannis, and they have an answer for. Giannis. I can't. I cannot wait. I think I'm going to. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies from my job are going to Sixers Rockets in Philly. That's gonna be. Yeah. So I, I want to see Westbrook and Harden come to us, but the first Sixers game of the season is Boston, and my thing is. The one thing they lost that they had was a great. Uh, did, uh, Horford used to always guard and be well. I didn't know how he did it. Like Embiid's way bigger, he's stronger, but I guess Horford's either technique or discipline. He just he just frustrated Embiid. You know. Yeah, he's just frustrating to watch. I spent like you just he makes the three that you're like, why is this man making yeah. that? I hate his shot is crooked. It's yeah, weird. I, I don't. I'm never. I'm never going on YouTube watching Al Horford yeah. highlights. But he, yeah. he's a he's super he's, solid. Yeah. He's just super solid, he's man. Fundamental player. Yeah, I don't even like. I'm. I don't know how he makes. I don't know. I wouldn't consider him an all star, but I would consider him like the. He would be like, no, he's better than a role player because he used to be able to score in Atlanta. But I just don't think he's a top twenty player. I think the ESPN had him like thirty six. I mean, it's debatable what you want, but um, I mean, yeah. So what would your second best duo in the NBA be? Second best duo behind uh, AD and LeBron. Say what's probably, Harden? Uh, talent wise, so I don't. I don't know how they'll. I think they'll be better than people expect. Okay. I think they can play together. I think it's before. up to Westbrook. Like, yeah. I think at this point, Harden can't take a backseat just off the last two seasons. And I feel like Westbrook should take a backseat. Because when Westbrook tries to do everything, I just feel like it comes off as, like, too much. Harden loses energy. He can do it, but he gets tired. So my thing yeah. is, I would let Westbrook take the wheels for, like, the first half of the season. and just Because Harden is a really good shooter, but he never gets a chance to spot up. He always has the ball. Yeah. So if you take Harden, who would you want off the ball more? Off the ball, Harden or Westbrook? Yeah. Harden. Because I don't know if Harden shoot. wants to do it, though. Like, yeah. I don't – it's I, really going to come to your pride, like, because they're both great, but it's like, who's going to fall back? Somebody's got to fall oh, at back. at the end of the game, I want, I want Harden to take the last Yeah, shot. but my thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't wait to see him because, like, is Westbrook really going to be, like, they're talking about he's going to cut off the – I said, dude, he's not just going to sit in the corner, man. Like, I'm, he just, yeah. he's not wired that way, man. He, also, I, I think the – that – Westbrook took a backseat last year to Paul George. Yeah, I think so he's, he's going to probably do the same. Okay, again. Like, okay. He shot terribly from the line, from yeah. mid range. So I feel like he might have been hurt, but he just kind of muscled yeah. through it. But yeah, um, I think it's a little positive regression on his shot. They could be a dangerous team. They got Capella too running the floor. Capella got to step it up. Um, I don't know if yeah, you heard two pods ago. I ripped into Capella. Listen, when you call the Warriors out and throw up a Krispy Kreme donut on the scoring sheet, like, it's just not good, man. And he just like he was looking dumb. He looked like he like lost his contact lens. Like he didn't score, man. You cannot blame nobody for your own problems. Like I like Capella too. He's actually a really good role. He's one of my top ten best four players in the league. But you gotta do better, Capella. Um, all right, that's pretty much it. We're gonna move to the next topic and keep uh, the flow going. What was your favorite? Either moment or moments from last season. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. All right, so for me, my only problem with the NBA is that I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like guys – I feel like they worry too much about fights happening, and I don't feel like they let them get competitive enough. Like, I just don't worry about the text. Like, they're not dumb. You know, I don't – like, so when Westbrook and uh, Little was going at it, they're not going to fight because they're not dumb. They, they got too much of their teams going for them. But at the same time – when they was doing that back and forth, it got more intense, you know? And that my favorite moment was Westbrook and Lillard, and Lillard was like, yo, you're good, I'm better, bye-bye. You know what I'm saying? And Lillard is, Lillard is the most laid-back dude, but Westbrook will bring the dog out of you. Lillard was like, yo, I'm not all that barking, I'm not backing down there. That was my favorite moment to yell, Westbrook and Harden back and forth. What about you? Uh, I would say, I would just say James Harden's tear when I yeah, think about that like, was 36. I don't even like Harden. I ain't going to say 36 I don't like him. And, and, and like, 
what I was reading about his offseason, too, he looked in the yeah. best shape I ever seen Harden yeah. in. And that's what was getting on him, like, in the playoff yeah, runs yeah, yeah. and all that iso ball. But just for him to be able to be taking, like, 22 shots a game, 13 three-pointers a game. like That's so much stamina, man. Yeah, and he was still putting, like, seven and a half assists. Yo, and the craziest thing is, I don't mean to cut you off, the craziest thing is they, I, I try to, like, uh, get in contact with certain, like, managers and stuff. They try to tell me that, I mean, the guy from Houston, one of the PR reps when I went to the game, he said after the game he lives for, like, a half an hour. I said, there's no way, man. It's, it's no, I can't, I mean, I believe him because he, he's in pretty, he's, yeah, he's so, like, one thing with Harden, people say he's not an athlete. I say, okay, first off, you cannot base athleticism off of speed. Athleticism is anything that makes your body move at a superior level to any other player. Strength is a form of athleticism. One, when Harden goes downhill, shoulder bump, and I'm getting the layup off every time. So you gotta have, you gotta have some type of. And he, he, he's a, what I call like a herky jerky. He can stop, start. He's real shifty. You know what I'm saying? So that is a form of athleticism. So I've been growing on Harden. I don't know who your favorite player is, but Harden's been growing on me the last couple of years, man. Plus he's got a great beard too, you know. So you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> um, so you said Harden's the dominance last year. Now, yeah, listen. 36 and 8. 36 and 7 and a half. Not even that, bro. Like, it was they a... Won, they won. Yeah, they won, but not even that. There was a point where he had, like... It was, like, a two-week period where he had, like, 40-point games. And then, like, a 50-point game. And then, like, a 60-point game. Like, he wasn't going under 30 for, like, most of the season. It was either 40 and up. And I was like, yo. I kept telling my friend he has to get tired. He, he didn't get tired. So, listen, Harden, man. I voted for you, Harden, for last year. My favorite awards, I mean, my favorite episode every year is the NBA Awards because last year I got every single one right. So that makes me feel like I'm watching the game. So um, I'm looking forward to this season. But my big, well, our last episode, man, me and one of my uh, good buddies, E, we, we got into an intense argument. It's not, um, we talked about Kevin McHale and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, listen, I want to start by saying this first. Marcus Aldridge, by no way, is a bum. He's, a, I think, a six-time All-Star. He's a really good player, but at the same time, He's not a number one. And not even only not even number one, if you crowd LaMarcus Aldridge's space, he'll he'll try to do the fadeaway jumper, which is his shot, but he won't get aggressive and try to post you. Earlier in his career in Portland, when you crowd his space, he would take one or two crab dribbles and go right by you. Now it's just like, I'm going to shoot the fadeaway jumper and that's it. If you, listen, Charles Barkley is my favorite analyst because he just keeps it real and he ain't got no picks, <laughs> yeah. you know? And he just, he always said he could never stop Kevin McHale. He said, listen, if you watch Charles, Charles was a really good athlete, super strong, he was physical, he could handle the ball. He said he couldn't do nothing with him. He kept, it was just fundamentally set. Who do you think is better, LaMarcus Aldridge or... Uh, I don't think it's a debate. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't man. think it's a debate. I, think, I don't even know if LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be a Hall of Famer. He, I don't, I can't. He's. A, I can't say for sure that he's a Hall of Famer or not. Like, I'm on the fence with him. He hasn't won anything. I would compare LaMarcus more to Chris Webber. That's yeah, a fair comparison. Exactly, you know, yeah. I can't. Kevin McHale... And I would still take Chris Webber over. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm saying Chris Webber could pass. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My thing with Lamar, and here's the thing with Kevin McHale. To me, he's the best, other than Hakeem, Hakeem at the center, but at the power forward, he's the best, like, footwork post player. Over over Tim Duncan? Um, Tim had a better jump shot, and Tim was a better leader, but I feel like drop step, left hook, right hook, they're probably even. But for the, for the specific conversation, it's not close, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times has LaMarcus Aldridge did a drop step or came back with a teardrop? Like, or the up and under. That's the Kevin McHale, the up and under. If you jump, I'm going under you for the layup in the N one. Like, I don't know, man. Listen, E, you got to hold the L, man. So when I leave this library today, I'm going to print an L on a piece of paper, probably in, like, black and red. or What pen colors? Red and blue. And you're going to hold the L on Saturday because 
it's it's just not close, man. You got anything else on this topic, man? Because it. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I was so surprised when I when I heard. That. <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm glad you said it because <laughs> yo, listen, so I was shaking my head. I'm like, yo, are you trolling me or are you trying to get like some views or are you just like like messing with me? Because like, it's not close. And this is what E made me mad about. E, you're not here. I'm not gonna kill you, but I gotta kill your topic. I'm a big fan of if you don't know something, study, research, or ask somebody that does know. You cannot say. Oh, the '80s players would have got killed today. He said. He said Javale McGee would have dominated. The eight. How? It's skill. Here's the thing. I don't know who. I don't even know who. I guess Magic Johnson. He was uh, early '80s, late night. He was an '80s player. Magic Johnson was probably the best player in the '80s. Michael Jordan didn't come on to the '90s. So you mean to tell, do you think Magic Johnson could play today's game? Yeah, absolutely. Now listen, would he had a great jump shot? No, but it doesn't matter. He would. He got better at his jump shot. Yeah, that was another right? thing I would say. Like, I think he had a season where he shot 40%. He did, man. He got better. He worked on his game. And then, and then from the line, he was like 88% or something like that. So. Not even that. The NBA is so fast up and down. That was Magic's game. That's that's yeah. all he did, up and down. No look passes. Yo, listen. I, yo, you look what I'm saying. I almost broke my glasses. I'm like, yo, dude, are you trolling me? And then he said Clyde the Gladrexer would have been a role player. I said, dude, <laughs> he went to the finals against Jordan, man. He's like, yo. I don't know if he's trolling. I got to call him now. I was like, yo, if you're trolling, it's cool. But, like, bro, you got to watch the 80s. It's, here's the thing. Other than, like, the visuals, it was good basketball. The 70s was uh, probably most people refer as the most least fun of basketball as far as, like, playing style. But the 80s were good, man. The 80s was Larry. Um, Larry, listen, I, I like Larry Bird. All right, I'm a big fan of players talking trash and backing it up. You can YouTube Larry Bird. I think it's the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins. Come on, man. I didn't even say Dominique. Yo, if you tell me Dominique, if you say Dominique Rook Wilkins is a role player, I'm never talking about basketball. I'm gonna ban him for a month, man. I don't even care, bro. Like that, that was crazy, man. Uh, since this is the role player topic, uh, I got one more topic I want to talk about. Um, so Zach Lowe is a senior writer at ESPN. He talked about the six most intriguing teams. Um, are you really good on the Magic Squad about Jonathan Isaac? Because I. I I actually wanted the Sixers. I'm a I'm a big Sixers fan. I wanted them to trade Dario Sark two years ago for Isaac because I felt like uh, defense at the power four position is something we needed. Because I I feel like with the Sixers, I don't want to make this a Sixers podcast, but for two minutes, Ben, you got to push him. Because like to me, like Embiid's our best player, but I can't guarantee that like if we get to the finals, Embiid might not be there. He might get hurt. I can say for the most part, I'm confident that Ben being healthy enough to be there. So my thing is, like, this whole season for the Sixers, uh, Ben Simmons has to just go. Like, when I say go, he said a comment. Oh, this is real good. He said he fell in love with the game again this summer. And I feel like what he really wanted to say was Jimmy Butler kept taking the ball. Y'all made me uh, put me in the dunker spot and just had me doing pick and rolls, and y'all took the ball out of my hands. I didn't appreciate it. So to me, what the Sixers did, um, a lot of people didn't like their moves. Their offseason was just like, yo, Embiid and Simmons, we're forcing you to grow. Y'all got the money. Horford's a role player. Y'all got to go. If y'all, as good as everybody says you are, it's now or never. What do you feel about that? So, for Ben Simmons, this is a huge season for him. This yeah. is it, man. It's not it, but this is it's, but this it's now is, or never. Yeah, it's now. Like, they're contenders. Yeah. They, like, we just we just picked them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. That's going to hinge on Ben Simmons. Like, this team goes as he goes. Like, MB last year yeah. stayed healthy for the most part. Right. I think he played, first time he played 60 games. Yeah, but in the playoffs, like, he kind of uh, got yeah. injured versus Brooklyn. And then he said he lost 20 pounds. Listen, I want to see your shirt off, man. I want to look at you, <laughs> and I want to see you yoked up. I want to see your great mega sword. Because he says that, but that it stinks, man. I don't listen. To me, one of my biggest problems with Shaq was 
if you don't, that's why I like LeBron. When you take care of your body, you prove to me that you're committed to greatness. Shaq did not take care of his body, so you weren't committed to him. You're still great just because of your talent, but you have to commit your body. Like, you have to, whatever you do, and as far as an athlete, your body is a reputation, representation of how committed are you to that sport. I don't know if you agree with me or not. You know, but um, that, that's it on that take. I wanted to talk about a couple role players because this is a role player podcast, and I never talk about them, and that pisses me off. I promise y'all, this year, once a week, we're going to just only talk about role players. We're not going to talk about stars every episode. Jonathan Isaac, uh, do you want me to go first or you go first with Jonathan Isaac? Uh, yeah, you can go first. I'm not too familiar. Okay, with so I, I can go. All, I, I'll take him from uh, you. Can have the next yeah. guy. Um, so he played at um, um, Florida State University. Uh, he's a power forward. He shot 34.5% last year. But the Magic have tough tough spacing because they put Aaron Gordon at the small forward. I think Aaron Gordon's better at the power forward. He so can handle forward, yeah. yeah. He can do the three, but I feel like it's like not the most fluid. I feel like when he's at the floor, he can blow by guys, he can guard bigger guys, it's fine. I feel like when he's at the three, you're just making him a shooter and kind of just hoping he relies off his athleticism. Um with Jonathan Isaac, to me, he can legitimately guard one through five. Like, he's seven foot one, but with uh, guard's feet, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's kind of thin, but he has a really good jump shot. I'm going to predict he's going to shoot about um, 38% from the three-point line. Um, Zach Lowe has his ceiling being an all-star or a solid starter. So when the Magic used the ultra-big lineups, um, let's go real quick on the Magic. Do you think that wh- – where do you rank them this, se- this year in the East? Because people are high on them. I'm not – I don't have them making the playoffs. Really? So, me, the Magic depends on Fultz. I was a big Fultz fan, but I don't know what's going on. He got cleared to play, but – listen, he got cleared to play one year from the day. I went to the game. He was great, but then he had the yips again. So, you got to show me. So Yeah, and they picked up his option, which was big. It was. It was, was like that t- 12 yeah, it was like million. 12 so, million. So, they, they – They're committed. Yeah. Um – He's talented, but I I just don't know, man. Like he was a number. We listen. I'm a Sixers fan. I wanted us to draft him. You can go back to our pod last year, uh, the second pod. I wanted us to draft him. We took him, and I was like, "What's what's?" I never I never seen it before, dude. I never seen a guy just forget how to shoot. Like I don't I don't know. Like most things are like muscle memory. Like I live so when I go to the gym, I already know proper technique because I've been practicing it for years. So when you just forget how to shoot, I don't I don't know. I don't know if you have any comment on that, but I just I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's it was a it was a it was weird. Yeah, man. It, was it was just weird. And then injury. also like his his athleticism too. He like, lost, he put on some weight. Yeah, he's got bounce. Youngest player ever to to put up a triple double in the little time that we did see him play. Right, so, he's talented. Yeah, like, it's there, but it's just like he's he got mature a little bit too. Um, we'll go talk about one more. I'm surprised player. he's not on this list too. He he might be. Um, I like Fultz. I mean, I I really do like Fultz, man, but. It's just a tuck. Oh, this is actually who I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. I can you talk want, about this guy. All right, let's yeah. go. I'll let you go first. Uh, so, yeah, this guy. What's his sure, name? Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he he's <laughs> what I call is like the bounce man. Like, if you want to see somebody just dunk and just 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 go off, this is your guy. You can go in on Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he's got the highest block <laughs> percentage out of any player in basketball. Yeah. Like, he gets his minutes up this year. He um, played only 1,000 last year. Yeah, like. This, like I'm a hundred percent confident. He played Team USA this summer. Yeah. Like yeah, he's gonna take the next step, and I'm I'm high on the Knicks this year. Really? Like, I think they're gonna be a top ten seed. I don't think they're gonna play. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be a bottom. That's a hot three, take, dude. Bottom four. Like I think. So yeah, RJ Barrett fan. I think RJ Barrett. Yeah, because uh, people were talking about his summer performance and right. shooting. Right. But by the end of it, he was averaging like 15, 7, and six. And at Duke. Yeah, like, he always he, scores. He's a very 
like well-rounded player. I feel like he's underrated as a passer. They don't think he can pass. He can yeah. pass, but I think his mindset is to score. But in a team system, he will pass because they'll they'll just make him, man. Yeah, and then I, I, I'm obviously high on Julius Randle. I think they I love Randle. Yeah, so. Um, I think he's going to make the all-star team. Uh, my then, favorite player on the Knicks, you might laugh at me, Frank Nicolatina. Uh, so, oh, man, he's our third string. I think he's the third string. No, he's going to – they got him second string because he played really good in the summer. So who's – Dennis Smith is third string? Yeah. Uh, wait. So because they got Moody uh, – they know they got uh, – and Moody is, I think. They got that uh, defensive Mo- player from uh, Pelicans that had the triple doubles. Alfred Payton. Okay, okay. So they got okay. Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. Wow, so yeah, he might so not they're, have. They're deep. they're deep. They got Kevin Knox. I think he's going to take another Kevin step. I love Kevin Knox. Mitchell might, All right, yeah, he's starting to sell like, me on the Knicks. Okay. The, I think they're going to be better than the Magic for sure. Wow, because uh, um, a lot. Of, I had two guys. I had Caleb. I had Will and E. All say they they expect the Magic to make the playoffs. I just I don't see it, man. They made it last year. All right. So the next interesting player is Westbrook. How we talked about this, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. How do you feel Westbrook's going to do this season? I think Westbrook is going to shoot better than he did last season. I do too. Sure. He's got too much pride not to get better, man. Uh, he gets assist well, wise on the. I don't know who's going to be handling the. Who's going to be bringing the ball up more? See, I, I think, think his, his sister going to yeah, go down. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait because, like. His rebounds will probably go down, too. My only problem is, do you think D'Antoni's going to struggle this year? Because my only reason why I say that because he's non-confrontational and Westbrook's confrontational. And so when Westbrook goes back at him, is he going to just, like, look at the floor? Or is he going to, like, give him back? Because my thing is, like, there will be a frustrating moment this season. It's like it has to. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to be ups and downs. I think they'll be fine. They'll be like a four seed. Yeah. But like right it, it'll be tough moments sometimes. You know. Yeah. I th- I seen D'Antoni get into it at times, like with Carmelo back in the day. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. I mean, he, he. You got to get it out of him. He's a nice guy. And uh, yeah, I mean Harden and Westbrook's relationship too. Yeah. Uh, it's like I think I think they'll they'll be fine. And Westbrook's like matured. In recent years, too, especially last year, taking the back seat. Definitely, too. we're gonna talk about one last player, and then we're gonna get out of here. This was my favorite move from the last season, as far as a role player, Jeremy Grant. He's the he's the guy that does the little things really well. So, please tell me they got stats on. I can remember something by heart. He shot thirty seven percent from the three point line, and for him, that's really good. Um, but he's he's a great defender. He was on the Sixers, and we. We tried to develop him, but we didn't have the minutes for him. And now I feel like he's finally becoming what we want him to become. And not even that, his fit next to Jokic is perfect, man. Jokic is a great offensive player, but defensively, eh. This guy defensively, I don't know if you want to talk. You can talk about Grant, too, but I, I love him. This is one of my favorite role players, man. Yeah, he was on OKC last season. Uh, yeah, really Grant. good year. Yeah. 39%. I, 39 I'm, from three? That's what he just, Zach Lowe just said. Wow, it. 30, I, I, I couldn't 39. believe it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was so good, man. Uh yeah, he's athletic. He kind of picks up. Yeah, where Jokic kind of lacks in that that defensive and, and that athleticism too. Like Jeremy Grant will bring that and stretch the floor too. But not even that, dude. Uh, Grant was known for just dunking in Philly because he was athlete. He got like his two dribble game on. So what I mean by that is like sometimes you can't just dunk from twenty feet every time. He can do like a two dribble floater hook shot. You know, teardrop. He's really getting his skill on. So I'm. I think Denver's going to be the number one seed in the West. Uh, it's, it's kind of a hot take, but I just this is why I feel that. And this is our last topic, and we're going to get out of here. I feel like every team has a new guy, right? And if you look at any team, who's been the most consistent team from last year to this year is Denver. The two best players are um, Gary Harris and Nikolai Jokic, just 25 and 24. 
They're only going to get better. They're not going to get worse. Yeah, Jamal Murray could be better next year, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, Gary Harris, I'm a big fan Michael of Gary Porter Harris. Michael Porter Jr., is he playing this upcoming season? Or? I thought he was the best pick in the draft, but until he plays, I can't talk about him because he just – you got to play, man. I can't do the potential thing. And they got Boy Boy, uh, Bull Bull, I think I'm saying this. Oh, yeah, another good pick in the draft. Too. That's what I'm oh, saying, man. Like they, they got, they're, they're the deepest team in the league. They probably got the best um, role players, either them or Toronto. Uh, when Toronto won the championship, to me, they won because after the starting five, they can just throw in anybody and kill you. Yeah. You know, they had Corey Joseph. Uh, they had Terrence, not Terrence Ross. Uh, who was their wing off the bench? Crap. Uh, OG Anaboy actually didn't play, but he's going to be really uh, good this yeah, season. Ananobi, uh, thank you. Um, and then the, uh, that point guard, their backup point guard. Uh, Chris Joseph? No, the Drake. Drake looked like. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking about. He looks exactly like Van Fleet. Yeah, yeah, Fred Fleet. He was a beast. Yo, he was really D. He was kind of hacking Curry, but he was really <laughs> D'ing up Curry, man. I, I had to give him props. They did a boxing one, but uh, any other last notes you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, I guess next season role player that I'm watching out yeah, for. Yeah, who are you looking forward to? I'm looking at Jalen Brown. Like show, like Do show me die, what. Right? Yeah, this is this is your season. Like your number three pick. Yeah, this is your fourth year in the league. Kyrie's gone. All those locker room <laughs> issues are gone. Yeah. Like, what what option? So what would you rank their uh, scoring options? Like who do you think after Kimba is the second option? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. So is he number so, three? So I say, I say he's number three. Yeah, I don't think it's Ennis Cantor. I don't think it's Gordon Hayward. No, it's definitely not Cantor. I think I'm giving up. I'm not going to give up on Hayward, but I think he can just be a role player at this point. He can't yeah. be the star anymore. But my thing is like they didn't. Um, yesterday Boston turned down his extension. They they they're going to give him another year, but they're not going to pay him like the big contract, and they shouldn't like. It's not really his fault. So they had, like, some kind of, I would say, weird bad luck in Boston. So Hayward got hurt, Kyrie got hurt, and the team got better. You really can't, as, like, a GM, you, you didn't really see that coming. But to me, you should have never made Tatum and Brown take back seats. And that was the coaching mistake. I love Brad Stevens, but he was bad last year. Yeah, I felt like his good. personal love for Gordon Haywood was so high that he just kind of played him and tried to do trial by fire, and the team lost. That's what, him and Kyrie, Kyrie and um, the coach got into a lot of arguments. And one of them was that the players, him and my, even either Marcus Morris or Keith Morris, they just didn't feel like he was that good. And he was like, yo, he's getting minute, minutes over us. And he said it himself. And he wasn't one of the best players last year. So, like, you're not being fair as a coach. You're kind of letting a personal thing get into a, a business. Sports is business. is a job. You know, so I don't know how. Where, how give, me, give me some uh, estimated stat lines for Jalen Brown. Uh, so... I, I want I want to see sixteen a game. I just want, I want efficiency. to see thirty eight percent from three point line. I want a great defense too because he's yeah, super great, strong. Yeah, great defense, thirty eight percent from the free throw line. I mean, from the three point line. What about free throw? Bro, field goal at least forty six from okay. the field. Okay. Free throw seventy seven. Okay, eighty. Hey, listen, man. You want, listen. If you want a hundred million dollar contract, man, you got to. To me, like I wouldn't give a guy over hundred million unless you can give me. 20 points, 10 rebounds, a great defense. you got to do one of those three things. If you're like a 3 and D wing player, I can give you $100 million. If you are can average 20 points, I can give you $100 million. But if you're just like kind of good and not great, I just, like I said, when I pay you, I pay you off of what I'm getting. Not like maybe, maybe not. I can't pay off of maybe. Like when I get paid on my job, I'm expected to do a good job. I'm not expected to be like, hey, I might be good today, I might not. you got to go. Um but that's pretty much it. You want to talk about Jermichael Green or no? It's up to you. Uh, I'm not too. I'm not too big on him. I'm not either. Um, yeah. Luke Kennard. There is no way. 
I don't know if you watched the year that Donovan Mitchell came out, but most people knew that he was better than Luke Kennard. And the Pistons took Kennard over Mitchell. And it was like the worst thing. The Pistons are so bad. Uh, you know Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Yeah. They had him, and they just didn't play him. And I kept telling them, yo, when he plays in the Brooklyn, he's going to go off. And he's a freaking beast. I want the Sixers to get him. Uh, the Pistons don't know how to draft guards. They have... They got Derrick Rose, too. I like Rose, but they traded for him. I don't... See, here's my problem with Rose. He's going to want to go to the paint, even though he did shoot good last year, and the paint's clogged. Now, Griffin shot, but Drummond's not moving out of that paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when they do the pick and roll, they're going to help off a Griffin's man. So either Griffin hits 300 threes, or they're going to have a problem with spacing. And not even that, like... They got to move Reggie Jackson. I don't know what happened, but he's just not good, you know. And yeah. he was good at one point. I don't know. I, like, I don't know what happened. He was kind of OKC when Westbrook. Was I think he just lost his confidence. He had a couple injuries, and I think he just lost his confidence. Maybe his knees not the same, but he's just not the same player. But um, that's pretty much it, man. You got any social media plugs you want to give out, man? Uh, uh not really. No. All right, that's cool. That's fine. I do. I. You can follow me on Instagram, J two one five forever. All right, now real quick. The best way to listen to this episode is on Anchor, A-C-H-O-R. Now, if you don't have Anchor, don't worry about it. But the reason why I said it, if you download Anchor, whatever music app or listening app you do, it'll just automatically uh, link you and subscribe to it. All right, so every week, I, I'm, I'll give you, I'll be transparent with y'all. Last year, I had 28 subscribers, but then I kind of fell off with consistency. I really want to be consistent here. So right now, I'm at 15. So if you can like, share, subscribe, text message, whatever, deal. Just show love, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we on. I do have an uh, Instagram page. Search Know Your Role Player Podcast. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Know Your Role Player Podcast. Um, I have hats and hoodies will be done next month. Uh, I'm going to show you my logo before you leave. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you today, big man. You know what I'm saying? We had fun today, and uh, we will be back on Wednesday. I'm either going to have a group podcast like I did last Wednesday, and then Friday I'll be doing a solo podcast Thursday, I'll be doing a podcast with E, and then Saturday, we're doing another podcast. So, listen, there's a lot of topics we got to get to, because I, I didn't really cover last season. I kind of did. I kind of didn't. I want to get everything done from last season, and then I want to go, all right? All right, so listen, I want to give you a word of encouragement before you get before y'all go. All right, nothing in life is about easy. It's, it's just going to be hard. But I got this from Will Smith. You just got to commit, man. It either works or it don't, but, like, like, I'll I use myself for an example. I wanted to do this probably, like, 10 years ago, dude. But there just wasn't a way to do it. So I was like, yo, if I ever get a chance to do a podcast, I'll, I promise I'm just going to do it. Because I said, um, I'll give you one. I had, uh, actually, you know, Isaiah Thomas, uh, used to be on the Pistons. Yeah. I had him be one of the best players in the league. People killed me. I was like, yo, when he was at Washington State, he was a beast. He turned out to be pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I studied <laughs> basketball, man. So I'll do it again this season. How about this? I got both of the Sixers draft pick right, uh, Zaire Smith and Landry Shaman. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm really, you know what I'm saying? I'm really, I take pride in this, man. So like I said, uh, we'll be back Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday. We'll be back. I got basically this whole week. Nobody else comes in this room, so I ain't got nothing better to do. Um, I'm having fun. This is the Know Your Role Player podcast, and we are out.